0: everyone, welcome back to my Holistic Health Talk Show on GOI Radio and you are listening to your host Chitra Anand. I am broadcasting live from the radio station of Gallery of Ideas. We are broadcasting from Barcelona, Spain and today is September nine. On today's show, we are excited to offer you the best tips on how to get started on a successful, holistic, healthy lifestyle. So prepare to take off. I had already discussed last week, our program will be divided into shorter segments covering holistic health, areas of fitness, healthy food, meditation, self-care, self-love, relationships, and so on. So I'm going to start a talk today with this quote from Steve Jobs. The only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking, don't settle. I think this is a really, really important quote and you know, very significant when you look into detail. But I don't think everybody of us are there yet. You know, many of us do settle for the jobs that we are doing today or the relationships that we are in today or the friends that we have made or certain family members. So we do settle. And why? Because we really think that is a lot in life or, you know, it's not going to get better than this. But, you know, whatever we are searching will eventually we are going to find it. Be it a person or a love interest or a job that you want to do, we will definitely find it. So, what are the ways that we can look out for this? What are the ways that we can approach this to make this a reality? If you remember last week, I touched upon the need to spend time with yourself in introspection to figure out what you are passionate about. This is contemplating on those thoughts that you have about your purpose throughout the day. When you spend those five or f- few minutes every morning just to be with yourself, just to be with your thoughts, just to be with you, what you are going to be passionate about, just to be with what you want to do in your life, the entire day is going to be spent you know, thinking about those thoughts that you already thought on those few minutes in the morning. So you want to pick up those thoughts during the day because that's what you want to focus so that you are going to attract into your life and manifest into your life what you are really passionate about, what you really love to do and what it is that you really want to do. So always define the goal as clearly as you can. This is crucial. Then outline the steps to it so you know how to get there. Then focus on all your awareness and energy towards it. Be patient. Things might not happen overnight, but it will definitely happen. One of the things that I do recommend is called affirmations. So what what are affirmations? Affirmations are really simple, short and powerful expressions. When you say, think, even hear them, they become thoughts that create your reality and the advantages are that they are going to motivate you the affirmations are going to keep our mind focused on the goal many of you listening to me today will realize that during the day we get caught up with so much of work or you know there are so many distractions be it family kids work office So among all these distractions, how do we keep our mind focused on our goal? Because the entire purpose of this is going to be to achieve our goals, manifest what we really want in our lives and to live our life's purpose. So these affirmations are going to come super handy. They can be very short and to the point And every time we either say them out loud or write them on a piece of paper or think about it, the affirmations, they are going to help our mind refocus into the now and to focus on our ultimate goals in our life. So when do you say these affirmations? You start in the morning as soon as you can after waking up. That is really the best time to catch yourself. The same applies when you go to bed at night. So you make sure you start, you have a positive start to the day, you are thinking about your goals. So spend just a few minutes, Even you can do this even while you are in the shower or while you are brushing your teeth. Because all you want to do is to set into your mind what you are going to be passionate about and what you really want in your life. And you can say these affirmations throughout the day as many times as you want. But the most important point is to monitor your mood while doing this. You have to make sure you are upbeat and positive and ready to receive the message. For example, this is an affirmation that I do. what, What it is, I say, I eat well, exercise regularly, and get plenty of rest to enjoy good health. As you know, in the last uh, show, I did mention about my health related issues and how I was able to overcome most of them. And the affirmations helped me a lot because I do have very good intentions of, you know, eating very healthy and exercising and all. But being me, I sometimes don't follow it through. I do plan to exercise, but I will think to myself, I'm going to do it later in the day. And when I see some tempting food, I will say to myself, it's okay to eat it one time. And you know, you catch the drift. That's how it goes for me. So I use these affirmations to get my mind back on track. My affirmation is, I eat well, I exercise regularly, and I get plenty of rest to enjoy good health. So during the day when I say this repeatedly or a few times I bring into focus what I am really going for, what is my ultimate goal and what is my purpose. Now this is something that is easier said than done. I have a neighbor, a senior citizen who suffers from arthritis. Her condition is actually shared by many seniors and actually these days many younger people too have these ailments. Anyways, I have been noticing her for almost a year now and she has been actually getting much worse. What she does is she continues to believe that nothing will work. Uh, it's going to end for her this way and No medicine is going to help her. Nobody is there to help her. And she has completely filled herself with all kinds of negative thoughts. So having known her for the past year, I have tried, you know, during casual conversations, I have tried to infuse some level of positivity, which really did not work because she wanted to clutch on to her negative thoughts. So, what started as an ordinary arthritis condition quickly worsened because of our strong beliefs that it is going to worsen. So, the point I am bringing up is it's sometimes easy to talk positive or think about affirmations. But when one is suffering from pain, it will be difficult to implement the affirmation or the positive thinking. So the best case scenario describes my point that we should try and start long before we get caught in some form of pain in our body and to the most part the pain is caused by our resistance within ourselves which we are going to address in our upcoming talks. So before you even see the life-changing results you really want, this simple experiment should show you how you can easily lift your mood, change how you are feeling in an instant, change how you are feeling to more joy, to more happiness, to more positivity in an instant and inspire you to keep going so that you really get, do get to see the bigger and lasting changes that you want to see manifest in your life. Last week I talked about how critical it is to live in the now and to let go of your past. Your past might have been very successful. An example here is of an actress who has touched the heights of her career and her face is recognized the world over. Fast forward 60 plus years and she will not look the same even if she had underwent expensive cosmetic procedures. It is well known that many women do suffer when in their old age they are not recognized for the beauty they once were. Beauty on the face of a woman is a very fickle thing and the likelihood it would change for anything not beauty is a given rule of nature. So here if the actress does not want to age and wants to hold on to her youthful and successful looks, it is very clearly seen by us that she is doomed to suffer. She has expectations contrary to nature and to the laws of nature. So if she does not learn to accept this fact of life, that she would tend to lead a life not in the present, as the present shows her face in the mirror, full of wrinkles, a saggy neck and a saggy chin. Another actress that I want to name today is Charlize Theron. She is a very famous actress today, but she had a very traumatic childhood. But she has not let herself be defined by it. Instead, the world knows today for her consistent and dedicated work in the field of acting. And in living the life she has chosen for herself, she did not let trauma define her. We all have that capacity to take the necessary steps towards a better place. Conscious effort and work are undeniable, effective part of the process, as in the examples that I have given above. So, work on it. If you had a successful past, or if you had a past that was not worth remembering, if you had a lot of suffering, or if you had a lot of trauma, Whatever your past may be, today, in the present moment, in the now, it does not exist. So where does it exist? It exists in your head. It exists in your thinking. So slowly, gradually, bring your mind to focus on the present moment. The mind is a very, very, very powerful tool. In fact, the most powerful tool that exists in the planet today. But most of us, including me, have not put it into good use. What I have done in my life is used my mind to judge. I would use it to judge people. I would use it to judge situations and I would uh, judge everything like the past, whether how good it was or how bad it was and compare it to the present moment, the now. Last week, I did talk elaborately how I never stayed in the now, how I would rather be in the past or the future. And I hope that made an impact on the audience. I did get some positive feedbacks about it. That is one of the reasons I am touching it again. It is so important, absolutely imperative for us to learn to live in the now. And one of the ways I do it is to discipline my mind. I notice how my mind wanders and one of the tools that help me is the morning introspection that I do. I spend some quiet time by myself and I figure out where I am going, what I am passionately about, which I have already figured out. But when I reiterate it every day to myself, it helps me stay on the path, be focused. So during the day, I watch how my mind works and I watch how it jumps from one thing to the other thing and I slowly and steadily bring it back into focus and my focus is always in the now. So this is something that every one of us can do. Just start a small uh, diary or a journal and keep track of how your mind wanders, you know, whenever you can. If you are in the office and you are caught up with work, Set a reminder. That's what I do. We have remi- we have so many reminder apps on all our phones. I also have reminder on my Mac computer. So you just set a reminder either online or on your phone. Download an app. And every hour, take a couple of minutes break or a few seconds. Again, bring your mind into focus. Spend that couple of minutes. Either say your affirmations or see how your mind is wandering away from the now and just learn to bring it back into focus. The more you are on track, the more you are going to do these things, the more successful you will be. Ultimately, I want all of my audience to be able to manifest their passionate life, whatever they are passionate about, whatever they really want to see. You can manifest it in your life, but it does require some work. At least for me, it did. But I am now enjoying the life that I did manifest and I am enjoying the health that I did manifest. So it is possible for everybody and throughout the talk, that's what I do. I give you pointers and tips and tools. So just focus on the tools and remember, set a reminder every hour or every couple of hours and say your affirmation or you know write down in a journal What is your purpose? Where you're headed? Look at it when you take the reminder break. Just look at these things. Bring your mind back into focus and focus on what you really want out of life. Let's talk about healthy food. In an ideal case scenario, we will always eat healthy food, exercise every day, be positive and optimistic about life, we will meditate, keep ourselves mentally stable and emotionally balanced all the time. But in a practical and real world, we sometimes tend to eat junk and we make excuses not to exercise. We feel self-doubt and feel frustrated and forget what we already have and emotions overpower us so much that all of the above statements become a part of us. So I have found to incorporate very simple ways into my daily life. One of the ways is to start your day with lemon water instead of the regular coffee or tea. So the first uh, drink that you have, what I do is um, I take uh, just plain lemon juice into a cup of warm water. I mix it and have it on an empty stomach Uh, and you know I also sometimes uh, powder flaxseed I dry roast flaxseed and powder it and add it to this um, lemon water Uh, we can also add uh, ginger uh, lightly grated ginger or juice of a ginger so all these ways are better to start our mornings with on an empty stomach Uh, So, I just feel it's best to incorporate these into our life, into our daily life. Um, Flax seeds, I want to talk a little bit about seeds today and one of it would be flax seeds. I think we really, all of us should include it in our diet. They are rich in fiber and omega-3 fatty acids and they are really good on chronic inflammation and they are a rich source of omega-3 fatty acids. What I do is I roast and grind the flax seeds. Like I said, I either have it with my lemon water first thing in the morning or even during the day when I want to drink a cup of warm water, I add that powder to it. I also add it when I drink tea when I make tea. and uh, recently I found uh, interesting use to it. I make uh, chutney uh, which is uh, somewhat like hummus. Uh, we just grind uh, certain ingredients together. Uh, it is usually wet uh, but it can be a uh, powder form that is a dry chutney powder too. So I um, when I do a dry flaxseed uh, chutney powder, I dry roast uh, flax seeds and along with uh, red chilies and with a little bit of uh, you know little any uh, legumes that you might have just a couple of teaspoons is fine and um, I powder it, and use it with you know with dishes or i sprinkle it on top of buttermilk yogurt uh, or any of the you know the salads i just incorporate it that way uh, another use i recently you know i this is something that i um, discovered and I, you know i'm just doing it on my own but i'm sure plenty of options will be available but what i do is i make a chutney paste a uh, wet paste i dry roast Uh, flax seeds uh, along with uh, red or green chilies, and then I add a little bit of uh, coconut to it and some salt if needed and I would uh, grind it in a a blender and have that as it's just like a hummus so it is very tasty I really love it and I honestly don't even uh, see the taste of flax seeds in it it kind of blends so well in whichever preparation you use So I even use that as a dip uh, for uh, vegetables, fresh vegetables, if I want to snack on. It's basically uh, hummus, you know, in my head. So Uh, or when I make hummus itself, I use uh, flaxseed in it also. So I kind of use flaxseeds wherever I can in my cooking. So this gets included in my diet every day. The other thing that I also have is walnuts. They are also a very rich source of omega-3 fatty acids. And um, they are very good for fighting chronic inflammation. So it also has high magnesium, high magnesium, which content which promotes sleep. So one of the ways that we can use is we can soak walnuts along with almonds, or just by itself overnight and have them first thing in the morning. Uh, just a few. Uh, the other way uh, that I do is I um, ha- I am beginning to make a walnut raita. Raita is a Indian dish, yogurt based dish and traditionally usually onions like red onions are chopped added to yogurt along with salt, mint, um, curry leaves, coriander leaves to make the raita, onion raita or I usually make a cucumber raita where I add chopped cucumber and uh, uh, into the yogurt along with uh, the other uh, herbs uh, I also include walnut to it, so I add, um, you know, to yogurt, I add uh, the walnut halves, along with, you know, cucumber or whatever else I'm using, and I sprinkle uh, dry roasted cumin powder on top, uh, so just to incorporate that into my meals. So pretty much every day, I make sure that I have many seeds. I have flax seeds, almonds, walnuts, uh, and All of these I also included into, you know, like I mentioned in the above, uh, dry powders or like in the hummus paste, chutneys and raita. So as a meal, I am able to also include them. And if you are vegan, you can always include them, you know, in plant-based yogurt, which is really very good for us. Plant-based yogurt, which I will talk about next week. Uh, These are all very, very healthy options and the whole uh, trick, at least for me, what works is to sneak it in. So even my husband cannot detect that I have included flax seeds into, you know, into whatever we are having as a meal or walnuts or anything. Because sometimes, you know, walnuts and almonds, we can take it as a snack. We can eat it as is, but flax seeds, uh, some people are very hesitant to get it in. So flax seeds, hemp. Uh, you know, so many sunflower seeds, so many of these which are very healthy alternatives. I just uh, sneak it in through the above methods, like in the the hummus or chutney or the raita and make it a part of our everyday meals. Bring the focus back on to you. When I handle clients at my holistic lifestyle management, I promote a whole foods, plant-based lifestyle. And that is what I eat as well—whole foods, plant-based. And uh, I've been having this for many years. And that is that I feel that you know, getting back to nature and having as much of plant, as much of a plant-based diet, and whole foods incorporate into it, you will definitely be able to maintain a very healthy lifestyle. I also realize it's beyond food and exercise, which we have talked, you know, last week as well as some time of this week. So many of this, you know, um, depends on our emotions, how balanced we are emotionally and how do we handle our emotions at all times because sometimes it is so easy to talk about all this but when we want to uh, you know, include it in our day-to-day life, incorporate it into our daily living, it really becomes difficult because we are caught up in the moment and some of the moments are emotion driven and that emotion could be like last time I spoke about the frequency of emotions, it can be of a varied intensity, right? Starting from mild irritation uh, to a magnified version of anger. So one of the tips that I'm going to give today to how to reverse this emotionally charged moments is to fake it till you make it. So this happened to me when I used to go walking in my community area. I used to be very focused in my, you know, I like I the points that I'm talking. You by now you can catch the drift on you where my focus is. So, I either used to be focused on my thoughts about you know my my purpose-driven life, or I would not be thinking anything at all. And in the course of my walk, I would sometimes um, not see who is coming in front of me or acknowledge them. I think the most important point here is that they expect an acknowledgement. You know, hi, how are you, which is a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But what I used to do is that I used to forget to do it. And I personally know that I I am a really nice and friendly person, but I just do not know how to be consciously present to do that acknowledgement. So I trained myself to fake it till I made it and so I would remember every time I walk every uh, few steps that would be like a reminder for me. When I see someone uh, coming ahead of me, I will just pause, stop, remind myself and then I would be the super friendly person and this is not trying to be deceptive or rude or anything. This is just trying to make it a habit. Of anything that you want to accomplish in life and these are this is such a small and uh, innocently seeming uh, tip that I'm giving but I want to encourage you to apply it to all the big uh, p- topics in your life you know big whatever is going on wherever you really want to apply the skill start it small and then make your w- way upwards but you have to be genuine when I was friendly in my acknowledgement I was being very genuine because I am basically a very friendly person, so it was not coming artificially from me and the other person on the receiving end also could clearly see that I am being very genuine about it. It's just that I had to remind myself to do it. It's just similar to the way that I said incorporating flax seeds into your diet. Everything we are very aware of, in fact today with the world of information in our hands, All of us pretty much know everything that we need to do. But the point is how successful are we incorporating into our daily routine, into our daily lives? That's the whole point. We know everything, but are we doing it? Are we doing it right? And are we doing it to serve our purpose and ultimately what we are passionate about? So that's the whole circle for me, you know, doing it for ourselves, for our goals, and ultimately what we are passionate about. So again, you have to go back to the first lesson where I said how to find out how what you are passionate about. And then everything that I talk will make sense because I always have the circle in mind. I have a starting point and then I do have an ending point. It's a circle, remember? So it's going to end where we start. But along the way, on the circumference of the circle, I'm giving you all the tips how to keep on the path. You know, stay focused, stay on the path, keep your mind on the path, keep your mind on focus and how to arrive there. So this is one of the uh, friendly tips that I'm sharing. I want to talk a little bit about boundaries. I don't mean uh, the wall around a house or a fence around a yard. But these are boundaries that we humans define And it's definitely a new age tool to survive. I want to um, quote a small incident that happened to me a few days back. Um, I have a senior citizen neighbor, probably around 80, 81 years old. And uh, some days uh, she and I used to go on a walk, a very small walk, maybe a 10 minute walk. Um, and uh, it used to help her you know while walking she used to talk about uh, any troubles that she had and I used to listen so one evening I called her to uh, find out you know if she wanted to go walking and she was um, extremely rude on the phone and um, I did not know what to do so I just left it at that because um, I felt maybe she was preoccupied she was not free or uh, she was troubled obviously she was troubled with something because um, i have not known her in person to be very rude uh, so when this happened i kept in mind that she is a senior citizen and you know they every one of us do go through a um, lot of troubles during the day and many of these troubles uh, do affect our moods and sometimes we do tend to snap on others uh, be angry for no reason. So, these things happen. Um, so, I just let it go at that. Uh, but I was very intrigued at what she did subsequently. Uh, she did not bring it up with me uh, that you know, she lost her temper or she was uh, unnecessarily rude. Uh, nothing. She did not bring up anything and she just acted as if nothing happened. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is to, um, I'm sure many of you who are listening would recall such incidents in your life. Um, These incidents can happen with a very close family member, with a colleague at work, uh, with friends. Uh, For the most part, people do not talk about it so they just want to uh, push it under the car- carpet and forget that it ever happened uh, in this particular example that i gave it's a really simple example nothing no harm being done and you know very trivial but uh, the point i have made is that um, any anyone who comes across such incidents get emotionally hurt or disturbed and that is my point that how we need to establish boundaries Uh, It's nothing about my example but it's just that I want my uh, listeners to recall any incident that might have happened in your life and how it is very important for you to set boundaries in your life so that you take care of your emotional need as well. So it's not always about uh, eating the healthy food while eating healthy food and exercise and everything is very important. I did touch about this in our first talk. Um, having a balanced mind, taking care of our emotions, taking care of how our mind feels, how our emotions feel uh, and nurturing them in a positive way also makes a huge impact in your life. So one of the things that we can start with is how to name your limits. Uh, first you need to figure out where you stand and then you make sure that you know, we also should not take anybody for granted and vice versa. That is, nobody else should take you for granted. So you need to figure out how much you can handle uh, with people on an emotional level and be very clear about your limits. And you, above all, you need to tune in to your feelings. That is probably the most important thing here. Two key feelings that are red flags or cues uh, that we are letting go of our boundaries are discomfort and resentment. So, during an interaction or in a situation, ask yourself, what is causing it? I feel this is really very important and I talk to my women's group about this all the time and I feel women, this is just my experience and my opinion, but I feel that women experience this more than men because the same incident can happen uh, with my husband and I, you know, we might face this with a third party but I notice how he handles it and how I handle it. So I do feel that uh, this particular topic is more suited for women, but it is definitely uh, suited for all because remember we are on the circle and we are on the circle of life and we are uh, going towards our goal and um, achieving our goals and manifesting the life that we dream of. So everything matters. So these feelings um, and the tips that I'm giving Is notice if you feel any discomfort in an interaction or you feel any resentment when you um, I have felt sometimes resentment that is you might think that this particular person is a very good friend but at times they either take you for granted or completely overlook you when uh, somebody else comes along most likely that somebody is more rich than you are or you know more famous so many Of these things happen on a day-to-day basis for so many of us so just cue into those red flags and then during that particular interaction or in a situation just focus on yourself bring the mind back to focus on yourself that's why I keep repeating the same things okay the mind the focus and yourself so just notice what is causing that what it is about that interaction or the person's expectation that is bothering. So, that is very very important to focus on. Resentment usually comes from being taken advantage of or not appreciated and this happens very frequently uh, you know with the family or um, at office and so on. When someone acts in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, that's a cue to you to maybe they, they, they are violating or crossing a boundary. So be direct. You know, you just don't have to uh, push it on the carpet or act that it did not happen. Just be direct. Have a clear-cut dialogue. And uh, what I do in my um, life when I have to have a dialogue, say, I'll just use my husband as an example. And if I want to have a conversation, I just have it in this tone itself. It is just a conversation. It is by no means accusing him or finding fault with him or, you know, putting the blame on him. Nothing of the sort. If there is something that I need to say, I just say it directly. For instance, um, this uh, the, my recording, you know, I never uh, get the time just to be by myself and to finish my recording for the talk show. Um, there are so many interruptions during my day and, you know, some so many things happen like with everybody. So I really have to find that particular time where I can just be by myself, focus on my uh, talk uh, while I'm recording my talk and, you know, just focus on it and the topics that I want to talk about. And I really want to get the flow going because that, you know, just keeps the momentum going and I am able to completely focus on what I want to talk about without being distracted. So, I easily say to any member of my family, listen, I am uh, preparing for this talk or I am am, doing the talk, doing something that, you know, really matters to me and I really need to focus. So, this is my me time and, you know, just for a period of um, whatever the set period, you know, I am busy and we can, unless if it's an emergency, of course, you can always disturb but... Other than that, you know, I do need this me time to, you know, focus on my work. So this is something that everybody needs to do. And with others, you know, who have a different personality or, you know, who come from a different background, many times this direct approach will never work, you know, because they would rather not bring it up or they would rather not talk about it. You know, these things are very common. So you just need to judge whom you are talking to and then have the approach. And the other most important aspect is to give yourself permission. Many times, women do not give themselves permission to take a me time to you know to take time for self care or you know to take care of themselves. Um, I have seen this personally happen with women around me, and I myself am guilty of this because I never knew that. Um, taking care of myself was a really, really important part of my life, and I would uh, was very good at taking care of others while I put myself on the back burner. So I had to train my um, thinking in my brain, my focus, and you know my mind to get to focus and my priority, so that. I can accomplish what I am setting out to accomplish. And I have been very successful at, you know, transforming myself. But that is exactly my point. That's why I have the women's group and that is why I share everything. So it is definitely achievable for everyone who's listening to this. But all these are tips and pointers. They, you know, they, they are not the whole, but they do uh, are part of the whole. So you just need to keep the focus on that. And boundaries are not just a sign of a healthy relationship; they are a sign of self-respect. So you give yourself the permission to set boundaries, and you work to preserve them. This is something that I am feeling and facing with some um, uh, with my own elderly parents, who sometimes are you know dishonest with me, and sometimes they do not um, appreciate all the. Uh, I'm just going to say instructions, but they are not really instructions. They are suggestions, Uh, suggestions to help them lead a more healthy life. For instance, um, my uh, mother, my parents, but specifically my mother, she still um, cooks some elaborate um, uh, sweets, and you know, when uh, we have certain festivals, and um, there is absolutely nothing wrong in celebrating a festival. In fact, the festival is meant to be celebrated. But at their age, I uh, recommended that, you know, you can, instead of slogging in the kitchen for hours together at her age, I sometimes recommend her to, uh, you know, shorten the time. And today, everything is available that you can buy in the market. And, you know, freshly made uh, uh, foodstuff. And even there are so many caterers who live near my parents' home uh, who are, uh, you know, who are like me, who just give home cooked meals. So I always advise my parents to take it easy because as they are getting on in years, they do have a lot of health related problems like, you know, they have knee pain or leg pain and so on. And standing in the kitchen for hours together is not helping my mom with her knee pain, leg pains and, you know, even hand pain and so on. So I sometimes advise her, you know, to uh, cut short the time or to do only what is essential or I would help out and so on. Uh, But they are so set in their patterns that they do not want to hear the advice. So that is my point. You know, when we are talking about all this, it is so much easier to talk. But when it comes to implementing, it is not really that easy. It also matters whom you talk to and how you talk to. And you also have to take the backlash sometimes, which I face uh, when I say uh, you know, to my parents, my, especially my mother, I tell her uh, to walk uh, like 10 minutes every day, at least 10 minutes. Of course, I would love to see her walking more as an exercise. Uh, but I would always suggest to just walk 10 minutes. And uh, where she lives, there is um, uh, outside uh, her apartment on the floor, there is a railing on the wall, uh, which a person can hold on to. And uh, You can hold on to that uh, railing and you can walk. Uh, so it is a very steady and safe area to walk. Uh, the floor is a granite floor, so it is very smooth. So there is no fear of falling. My mother is an active person, but she does not uh, or never has, as far as I know, given importance to exercise. Uh, what happens is uh, as you grow older, all these have a negative impact on you if you do not exercise. So I always encourage her to walk you know, for 10 minutes or so. And I always end up facing the backlash because uh, she always has this reply, I don't have time. And um, um, I, the point I need to make is that there are no children at home or, you know, they are senior citizens, and honestly, they do have a lot of time. Uh, they have close to around 22 hours in a day where they can devote it just for their well being. Uh, but it's a habit for her to say, I do not have time. And I, I'm sure many of us do say that. Uh, but it matters to her because of her health reasons to at least walk a few minutes every day. So that's what I'm saying. When we have good intentions and we do try to bring it across, uh, the person who is on the receiving end might not really perceive it as good intention. They might perceive it in a different manner and we need to be prepared Uh, for a backlash or for any rude comments that might follow. So I'm just quoting from my personal experience and I am assuming that many of the listeners might be able to relate to it as well. The other thing that we need to do is to practice self-awareness. So uh, boundaries are all about honing in on your feelings and honoring them. So to consider what, um, what I am doing or what is the other person doing or what is a situation eliciting that's making me resentful or stressed? So these are the points that you need to go over. Develop your self-awareness. Again, the key here will to be to bring the mind back into focus. So again, the point uh, would be, the tip will be to go back to the start of the day when I suggested we do the introspection. So where we are uh, learning to focus our mind and building our self-awareness at the same time. So these are uh, very important uh, tips to practice because when we are caught up in some work during the day, we will definitely uh, forget that you know we are walking on this particular path and we have certain aims and goals uh, to achieve. So again, remember to set the reminder, remember to set the mind back in focus, remember to remind yourself what you are passionate about and above all, remember to practice self-awareness. And again, to come back to the past and present, just uh, remember, you know, to stay in the present and think about the people you surround yourself with. Are these relationships reciprocal? Are these relationships reciprocal? Is there a healthy give and take? Because, for instance, if your work day is 8 hours a day, but your co-workers stay at work for 10 to 11, there is an implicit expectation that you have to go above and beyond at work. So, it can be challenging being the only one or one of the few trying to maintain healthy boundaries. So, the most important uh, takeaway point here will be, make self-care a priority. Give yourself permission to put yourself first and slowly practice this even at work or wherever you are, at home. Slowly practice this. I'm saying slowly practice this because you can, of course, jump into it and practice it at speed. You might already be practicing it, but I'm just suggesting slowly practice because that is what I have faced. Uh, The moment you want to change something, there is so much of resistance. Uh, Like in the example I mentioned about my parents and my mother who refused to go walking. Uh, You know, just because even for health reasons. Uh, So what did I do there? I just suggested to take it up. That exercise is so crucial for your legs, uh, for your whole health. And just a few minutes a day is going to make a big change. But there... Is always resistance when I suggest that to my parent because uh, you know they just want to continue the way they are have been continuing. So, this usually happens in real life. So, just you know, go slowly about it. And when we do this, our need and motivation to set boundaries become stronger. So, self care also means recognizing the importance of our own feelings and honoring them. These feelings serve as important cues about our own well-being and about what makes us happy and unhappy. So putting ourselves first, that is the most crucial thing, at least for me, that's what really worked. Um, To train my own brain to do it, to train my mind to focus on it, to prioritize and to put myself first. Uh, By putting yourself first I am no means implying that you should neglect your husband or your child or you know anybody around you, your immediate family members, your job. No, I am no way suggesting that. All I am saying is give yourself energy, the energy, peace of mind and positive outlook to be more present with others. That's what I'm saying. When you put yourself first, when you're very careful about your boundaries, when you're very conscious about shifting your mind to focus, what you're essentially doing is you are developing your own a peace of mind, your positive energy, your positive vibrations, and which is uh, then which will definitely lead to li- living a joyful life. Like I mentioned in my last talk, that is a byproduct, happiness, peace and joyful life will definitely be a by-product when we maintain and strive for this healthy lifestyle. So that's why I'm going on and on about this. The other thing sometimes which we need to do is to be assertive. And this is again I have found that it is a very difficult uh, area because in the sense that uh, when you all of a sudden become assertive, uh, the people around you are whom you are trying to be assertive uh, are not going to accept it and they might not respect it or they might uh, give it a negative reply like you have uh, suddenly turned selfish. So I kind of uh, gradually do it. I And when I do it, I always, always practice it with compassion and love. With whomever I talk and whomever I practice what I am um, talking about, I always practice it with love and compassion because I feel that has got the most powerful energy and basically uh, that's what I have inside of me too. That's what I have trained myself to have inside of me. And these boundaries help me when, when I either um, have a talk with someone and resentment is generated within me or when I self-doubt myself, am I going on the right path? I again spend time, I go over my whole cycle all over again. And then I practice being calm and reflective and then practice it with the other person too. So this, is, this works both ways. This works for us and this works for the other. So setting boundaries takes courage, practice and support. And remember that it's a skill you can master. If you remember last week, I mentioned my uh, Facebook group which is now nearing 30,000 women. And the only one and only reason I started the group was to provide an area, an environment of support, uh, support for women you know, going through whatever it is that they're going through in life, a forum where they can talk comfortably with other women who have more experience, or to just share their feelings in a safe environment. So to illustrate this, I have a small story about sunflowers. sunflowers Are a really beautiful flower and almost all of you would have seen it and you know how they got their name they turn according to the position of the Sun so in other words they chase the light and you already uh, might wonder what happens on a cloudy day or a rainy day or when the Sun is completely covered by clouds and this is something I always wondered because uh, my husband and I garden extensively and for a while I used to plant sunflower seeds and watch them grow. They are really incredible, you know, the whole flower and even the stalk, they look so beautiful. So what happens, you know, when um, in the evening or when there is shade on a gloomy day when we cannot see the sun? So what happens? Do the sunflower do they turn their head towards the ground? Which is what I thought they do, but that's not true. That's not correct. What happens is they turn towards each other to share their energy. And I have watched this happening. This is so amazing how nature works. And when you spend time with nature, uh, you know, when you go in long hikes or you are fortunate uh, to see the beauty of nature every day or when you are involved in gardening, you are just amazed at how nature works. And this is what the sunflower do. They just turn towards each other and they share their energy with each other. So the perfection of nature is so amazing. So this is what I apply to life as well. So when we follow this example, there are many of us, many in the audience, and many of us in real lives who are low-spirited, who are depressed, who are vulnerable? Uh, who do? Who are unable to think positive thoughts? Just like the example I gave about about the um, arthritis uh, elderly senior citizen woman who is suffering from arthritis. I talked about it in the beginning of the show. Uh, so in real life, I come across many like that. So, what I feel is the best example is to follow the beautiful sunflowers. We just have to support each other and in the process, we have to empower each other. So, that is the primary reason for the uh, Facebook group is to provide that supporting environment. And trust me, it has helped so many women. I get so many positive feedbacks about it because we are there. We are the support structure. We are there and we are not judging. Uh, you know, whatever the comment that comes through from the person who's feeling vulnerable or f- going through a difficult time. We are not judging them, but all we are doing is offer support. And that is all that many people sometimes need. They just need to be heard. They just need somebody in their lives to listen to them, uh, without ideally without uh, judgment being formed. And to just be patient with them. So, this is something that um, I do on a daily basis. And I do know that this impacts positively on the lives of other women. So, this is something I encourage you, as my audience, to also catch on and try to implement it in, you know, as small a scale that you can or as big a scale that you would like to. Okay. The other thing that I strongly recommend is to start a gratitude journal. I have been on this uh, gratitude uh, journal with my son for so many years that sometimes I, I have a feeling that he might uh, skip a call. I mean, he does never skip my call. But I'm just saying, he even if he had enough of me going on about gratitude, he does not really show it in his face or when he talks to me. But this is something I have been going on and on about for so many years, as far back as I can remember, gratitude. I think if there is one powerful thing that we can do to shift our energy or the frequency in which we vibrate is gratitude. And the more things that we can find uh, during the course of our day to be grateful about, the more powerful our life is going to change. And one of the ways that I want you to implement this in your daily life is to start a gratitude journal. Now you can um, start writing in a book, you can buy a book for this or you can write it in a piece of paper. What I do is I just use uh, Google Docs because I'm almost all the time online so all my uh, suggestions will be online oriented. Just like the reminder tip that I gave you, start on this also, Just, just set a reminder to do your journal. And uh, do it on any piece of paper that you can find. Just don't postpone it. And write at least a few things that comes immediately to your mind, what you are grateful for. One of the things that I am grateful for, the moment I open my eyes, the absolute moment that I open my eyes in the morning, um, I am very, very grateful for the presence of my husband in my life. I just cannot express it in words. And uh, just that thought, that I am so grateful for him, immediately uh, shifts me into the energy frame that I want to set it as a tone for my entire day, entire waking moments. And it does, it immediately uh, makes a focus. Even otherwise, now after so many years of practice, I am almost always aligned with my inner purpose. But in those rare moments that I am get out of focus or I'm not able to quickly realign myself, this is exactly what I do. And I strongly encourage you all to do it. So if in today's uh, talk, I have given uh, what, what we can term as homework. I really don't want to sound like the teacher giving homework, but... Um, I have given certain pointers and tips which to be even more successful you would have to implement it and so this is something I strongly recommend you do so start the journal uh, preferably I always say do it first thing in the morning so you can keep your uh, journal book uh, right uh, on, near your bedside you can do it before you go to sleep just identify a few things uh, to begin with, you can just identify one thing. It can be as simple as the pillow that you are going to sleep on. Sometimes we really love our pillow. Sometimes we really love the bed. Sometimes we, uh, you know, uh, love the breeze that's coming through. And I always uh, hear the birds where I sleep. So there are so many, so many things. Practically, I could f- probably fill a whole book yeah, in a, in one day, but my that's exactly my point. Just start somewhere small, or if you have already started this, pick up speed. Or if you can find more things to be grateful for, please write it down. So when the the point is, this is going to help us, and along with our affirmations, is going to kickstart the momentum that we want to see in our lives. Um, so th- this is something that I'm going to, you know, really request you to do it. And uh, the I'm going to end with a quote from Louise Hay. The thoughts we choose to think are the tools we use to paint the canvas of our lives. So I feel this is a very, very powerful message from Louise Hay. Uh, many years back, probably around 15 years back, I used to listen to her every day and one of the things that i loved that she talked about was how to love your own self which, is, which to me was very powerful like around 15 years or so back uh, she really practices that every day you know uh, she tells herself i love you, you to her own self she looks at the mirror and says i love you and uh, you know just bring that feeling of love to yourself and this in, in time Triggers a feeling of self care. So, these all these factors you know are intertwined, they are all small triggers, but when practiced during the day, they get twined together and they bring in focus again to what we are passionate about. And ultimately, we are on the journey to achieve our full potential, achieve our dreams, and manifest everything in our reality. So, uh, this is these are you know. really good pointers and please do take the time to practice it every day. So we are going to wrap up our talk this evening. I had a great time sharing my views, thoughts and tips. I hope you had a great time too. Please join me next week on GOI radio. Same time, same host, wishing you a pleasant rest of the day. Bye.